0: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void required prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Talk shoes Recorded live. Good evening, everyone,
2: and welcome to Omega Deliverance Center Ministries uh, with Senior Pastor Mary Smith. Uh is the angel of this house. I'm Pastor Keller, a co-pastor. We just thank God for you joining us on this. I will keep it 100 Sunday. It's where we offer an opportunity to do something that we rarely do, and that's actually verbally communicate and have a dialogue. You know, we're living in a day and time where everything is text messaging, tweeting and posting, and, you know, it's, it's almost like a state of affairs that people could be in the same home, in the same household, texting from room to room. And I guess even when you're in the same room, you're not talking to each other, you, 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 you're you posting and you're texting and talking to Facebook and, and tweeting and Snapchat and there's all kind of things out there to keep us from talking and communicating with one another. But I'm a firm believer this evening that if we were to communicate, if we were to have an open dialogue, that it would actually solve so many of the uh, situations, whether it be in our communities, whether it be in our churches, whether it be in our homes, we need to talk, and we set aside this first Sunday to do just that. We have no no limits on what the topics may be. We're willing to talk about whatever's on somebody's mind. Uh, you know, talking has a, a place. When I think about the, the 12-step program, I think one of the things that makes them successful is you get a group of people together like minded that going through the same thing, and once they get to talking about it, they realize they're not the only one that's going through that that they're not the only ones facing that, that, that challenge. And then even when we look to the word of God, it says we're overcome by our testimony. So if I'm sitting there going through something and you stand up and start testifying about how God has brought you, kept you, delivered you, and, and before you said that, I was sitting there thinking I didn't have any hope. But when you got up and testified about what God was doing for you, and then I know that God has no respect to a person, then that tells me that he could do it for me as well. So we're going to open up with a prayer, and then we're going, to, we're going to go on with our discussion. Father God, we thank you for another opportunity to come before you and before your people, dear God. Lord, we pray that you would bless this conversation, this dialogue, that you would lead and guide it, dear God. Lord, we know the guiding force in our life is you and your word, dear God, and your word has never changed. It's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, and we know that not one jot or one tittle of your word would ever pass away, dear God. Lord, but we want you to be the head of this conversation, the head of this discussion. The way you are the head of the church and the head of our life. So God bless us and keep us this evening, God. God, may somebody whose head may be bowed down at the beginning of this conversation be uplifted. Someone who may have just had trouble uh, grasping or understanding would have a better understanding, dear God. So let your light from heaven shine on us this evening and, and make this a fruitful uh, endeavor and conversation that we all might be blessed. It is in Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen. And thank you, Lord. God be the glory this evening. Let's see if we got a, a good connection on the phone. Is there someone on the phone that could let us know we're connected?
0: Yes, you have a good connection on the phone.
2: Amen. To God be the glory. We even uh, we even decided to go live on Facebook this evening. Not something we usually do, but hey, uh, God's trying to do a new thing, and we just gonna flow with it. To God be the glory. We don't usually come with, with, with topics. I kind of leave it open. Sometimes I post on Facebook what might be a good topic. But the overreaching topic seems to be relationships these days. And I can understand why the overreaching topic might be relationships because if you've got a household, they've got a relationship in it. Uh, whether it's the husband and wife, the mother and daughter, the father and son, the boyfriend or girlfriend, if there's some people in the house, there's a relationship going on. And I'm a firm believer that uh, we win in life when we're able to build winning relationships. But the one that, that, that generates the most conversation, the one that generates the most talk is the relationship that goes on in our home. And, and you know, being men and women of God and, and Christian and all, um, when we start talking about relationships, we talk, up, we, uh, we talk about relationships. Uh, you know, we use the Bible as our guide. And and, and and I know there's a there's a woman of God sitting here and there's a man of God on the phone, but um as the Bible returned to relationship, I don't remember the Bible discussing a boyfriend, girlfriend relationship. Uh, all the guidance that the Bible offered on relationships had to do with husbands and wives and, and their treatment of one another and and, and the, the whole matrimonial process dealt with husbands and wives. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna open up I'll keep it 100, and, and I know we may not be any experts on the subject, but we do have the word of God to fall back on and talk a little bit today about what is actually going on in most cases in homes and in marriages and with husbands and with wives. and You know, keep it, keep it 100 uh, seems to be an excellent topic for what it is that we do. But keeping it 100 means also keeping it real. And oftentimes it's a whole lot easier to keep things real when it's somebody else's business. You know, it, it, it becomes a different kind of challenge when it's our business that you're trying to talk about. Because uh, we, want, we want everything to look like it's going fine and everybody's happy and we're tiptoeing through the two levels
1: and,
2: and, and everything's okay. You know, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm reminded of a phrase that an awesome woman of God uses sometimes about suffering in silence. You know when it could be total turmoil and I, and and this may be more prevalent in the House of God than anywhere else because and I don't want to seem like I'm exaggerating this because I'm one hundred percent sure that it goes on somewhere you could all, you could you could sit there in that car and all, all the way to church and just, as soon as you walk through the door. Oh God bless you, we're so glad to see you. you know God has given us a word for you today, but it wasn't two minutes earlier that somebody could have tore somebody's to head off and threw it out the window. But that's that's what we do, and keeping it at 100 is the hope that an open and honest conversation uh, can be held. So as we try to search for where the confusion may be, where the disconnect may be, um, I was having a conversation with a man of God, and we were talking about love, and 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 looking at love in a couple of different ways. And I'm I'm gonna actually use that as a as a starting point, I guess, if you will. Because the conversation was being had, uh, you know, there's that love that gives you that warm feeling inside and and, and makes you smile all the time and get all giggly and googly about being in love and, oh, I love her and, oh, I love him. Yeah, that may be one aspect of it. But is that the love that makes this thing land? You know, I guess I'm trying to describe two different kinds of love. Yeah, the feel-good love, but, but but it seems like there's a different kind of love that when you're in there taking them vows, and you talking about for better and for worse. And that's fine as long as things are better, but let it take a turn for the worse, and then we'll see what happens. And sickness and in health and, and for richer and poorer. When I got some money in the bank, yeah, it's one thing, but when I'm sitting at the kitchen table trying to figure out how these bills get paid, but it's not that... Feel good feelings of love that make you withstand those storms, withstand those pressures, endure the trials and tribulations associated with, with, with having a functional and, 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 and working marriage, or a, if you will, God-ordained marriage. And, I, and I've been running my mouth. I'll, I'll, I'll open up because I know I'm not the only one here, but is there someone that would like to interject at this point?
1: I'm not, you know,
2: I, I I spend so much time uh, thinking about the whats, the wheres, the hows. You know, probably as as men, men and women of God, one of the things that we probably uh, deal with the most is the trouble and trials that go on in people's lives. Because the, the church is still a place where people recognize that they could come and talk about and, and discuss what may may be going on and, and hopefully trying to find a solution so that there may be peace and tranquility in what we've come to know as, as home. You know, if, if there's no peace nowhere else, there should be some peace in the home. And when we lose that peace, then we try to find out what's the source of it so we could, so we could kind of get back on track. You know, ever since, ever since we started doing this and before, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm big, I'm real big on information. And, and the amount of information that's out there, and the access that we have the information now, you know, when I was growing up, you know, Mama had some them, them encyclopedia sitting up on the wall up there on the bookshelf, and if you wanted to know something, you had to go dig into the encyclopedia, and even in school, you had to go to the library. There wasn't you know computers and things of that of, of that magnitude the way we have now. And so when when we go to the where the information is. But somehow we're we're living in a day and time that even though we have access to more information than we've ever had, you know, I heard somebody said that uh, a cell phone has about as much computer uh as as much computer work going on inside of it as the first Apollo flight that went to the moon. That we've 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 advanced that just that much. But I say again and sometimes I sound like a bre- a broke record, but that phone has to be more than a source of chit chat, you know. If you've got an internet, an internet connection, it's got to be more than a source of, of of posting pictures on Facebook and and tweeting. It's got to be a it's, it's got to be a tool that will help us turn our lives around and turn our situations around. It's got to be a tool that we could use to be and do and have the things that we want to have in life. The same way it could be a tool to to get into the the the, the inner workings of our relationships and. And find out where we might be running off the, running off the rails at. You know, I, I said in the beginning that the Bible is a, an excellent source, because it descri- it describes what God intended for marriage to be. You know, it, it 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 describes what the roles of of husbands should be in the marriage. It describes what the roles of wives should be. You know, uh, it gets pretty serious. The Bible says, you know, when when a man takes on a wife, say, therefore shall a man leave leave his mom and his dad. It's time it's time to it's time to cut the apron string. I to marry somebody. And it's time for me to get up out of here and, and okay, it's okay being a son and I'm gonna keep being a son, but it's it's time for me to be a husband. The Bible says I gotta lead and cleave, not just leave, but I gotta cleave to this woman that I that I am married. So the Bible probably is our best guide. And you know and the only reason I, I and I'm gonna throw this in there, I I call it a guy. Uh, I know we're living in the 21st century, and I've had this discussion before, and it may not be a, a popular discussion, but it's one that I hold, that, yes, the Bible is our guide. And the only reason I interject this is uh, there's been situations where I knew physical abuse was going on in the home, one way or another, where it, whether it was told to me, whether I was a witness to it. And, and back in the day, I would say, uh, there might be a a, 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 a sister or a woman in an abusive situation, and she would come to the church, and 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 we would tell her we would pray for pray for him. Well, we're gonna pray for him that he'll stop beating you. Well, for me, we'll get you out of that, and then we'll pray for him. But we're we'll gonna pray and send you back home to 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 be abused, uh, being treated like a doormat. Nothing nothing about that is right to me, but I've heard I've heard I've I've been there where people took the position that well you're not you not supposed to come in between that. And that might be easy for you to say if that's not your sister or not your mama or somebody that somebody over there beating on. And I and I say that because in God's will and I and I don't profess to know everything there is to know about God's will. And they talk about it, you know, it's permissive will and all that. But nobody gonna make me believe that somebody that it's in God's will for somebody to be getting their butt whipped every night. Ended up with black eyes and broke arms. So, you know, that when I call the word of God a guy, that's what I mean by God. There are some reasons that you can grab your little bag and get up out of there. And, 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 and I'm going to be praying for you, but I'm going to be praying for you from the shelter. I'm going to be praying for you from my mama house. I'm going to be praying for you from somewhere where you can't get to me because you done put your hands on me for the last time. So, but all of this, all of this impact relationship, and I think one of, the, and one of the, uh, one of the other things that can be possibly detrimental is even, even though the knowledge is out there, uh, a lot of it has to do with what maybe our upbringing was, what we, what we witnessed as a child, what we saw as a child. You know, if, if, if you, if. Uh, if somebody grew up in a home where there's a lot of fighting and arguing, the danger in that is, is that fighting and arguing becomes their norm. Uh, if that's all you think, that's your norm. That's, that's the way a husband and wife hold the act. They pull the fight all the time. Then what happens is she grows up. She gets married, and now she can't stand the calm because her norm is fussing and fighting. So even if she got to pick a fight, to get things back to what has been our norm. But see, it's time to break those kind of curses. We can't, can't, when when we've got information to move forward on and to live joyous and peaceful and happy lives, that we can't, we gotta I I think we refer to them as generational curses sometimes where it just goes from generation to generation to generation. When it's time to break that, And, and hopefully it starts with having a conversation and just plain old being real down and, 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 and finding information, going to counseling, seeking help, but Lord, this got to stop somewhere. So I'm going to, like I said, I, I can run my mouth off and on. so I'm going to take a pause every, every once in a while and see if there's something that somebody
1: wants to interject into this conversation. Okay, we'll we'll move on then.
2: You know, I was, I was actually listening to a, a dear friend of mine that does a thing on Facebook last night. And uh, I was in total agreement with her, and I think we actually had this conversation in here once before. You know, the, the Bible uh, encourages us as men and women of God, as Christians, as people of God, to not be unequally yoked. But what the Bible says is that we not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. So un- unless you're digging into the translation, of that, um, when it says not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers, we can come to the conclusion that as long as you're marrying another believer, as long as he's saved, as long as she's saved, as long as he loves the Lord, as long as she loves the Lord. But I think I, I believe that there's more to being equally yoked than just being saved.
0: You know, if, if if
2: all if all being equally yoked meant was being saved, then we wouldn't be having these money issues. You know, if if, if being if, if if being saved and unsaved was the only thing, we wouldn't be facing some of the other challenges that that just tear and rip marriages apart and come in between husbands and wives because we 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 don't agree on this and don't agree on that, but we. Love the Lord, and we walk around the house talking in tongues all the time, and we shouting and we dancing, and the rest of the house is in a turmoil. So, it's, it's, so when we talk about being unequally yoked, you know, do we do we handle finances the same way? Uh, do we have the same view on, on child rearing? Um, you know, who's paying the bills? Who, who? Who seems to be more responsible one when it comes to certain tasks and responsibilities around the house? And all of these are things that, that uh, buy into whether or not uh, a couple is equally, equally yoked or not. And oftentimes these are things that would probably be uh, borne out in a counseling session. Uh, I know there's, there's a number of pastors that I know that unless you're willing to go through counseling, they won't even perform the ceremony because it's, 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 that, it's that important. But by the same token, uh, I believe there's a number of people that don't want, just don't want the counseling because they all somewhere in them. There's something in them saying, I know I shouldn't be doing this, and if I go talk to that preacher, he's going to tell me I ain't got no business doing this, and I don't want nobody telling me not to do this because I'm grown and I handle my own business and I make my own decisions, so I'm going to marry her or I'm going to marry him. And then, and then, you know, then we we wouldn't go in the beginning, but now we want to go back in the end. Talking about the devil pairing up our marriage. Uh, but it is something. It is something when you're talking about spending a lifetime with somebody because that's that's what the vows say. You know, sometimes I've I've I've, I've uh, it has appeared so often that we take the vows so lightly that you would think we don't even know what the vows is until we get up there at the altar, then somebody open them up like an envelope on a game show and, and surprise you with the, the vows and the promises you tend to make to somebody. But most of us actually know them by memory. We know we're getting ready to stand up there and tell somebody for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, and sinning and hell forsaken all others, you know, got it down pat. But I also know that I've heard people who are about to get married talking to a, talking to a girlfriend or talking to somebody say, I got my own money. I, let this thing don't work out. I'm going to be all right. Well, how do you go into something planning the exit, planning how to get out of it? Um, that, kind of, that kind of throws a monkey wrench in the things as far as, as far as I'm concerned anyways. But I go back. I fall back on my default mechanism that um, so often, and I can't explain this. But I know I do know that we sometimes just blatantly refuse to seek out information that would help us. Now I know on the on the on the motivational speaking side of what I do, and uh, you know I talk to people about having goals and all that, and I I can't. Make people have goals. I talk to people how you could be, do, and have better, but I can't make them be, do, and have better. What I'm trying to do is tell them that they can be, do, and have have better. And so it's it's it's, it's hard to to try to impose a will on somebody or make them do something because we are we are adults, we are grown. But if in in so many cases, if we were just Speak out the information, and if you if you didn't do it in the beginning, well, the information's still out there. You know, if if, if when if when everybody was all googly eyed and all in love, and all you could do is stare in each other's eyes, and and you are so beautiful. To when all that was going on, you know, basically I'm talking about when the sun's shining. You know, ain't giving no thought to one of these days some storm clouds gonna roll up on us and it's going to be some lightning and thunder and going to be some stuff going on up in here. So while things were good and we googly-eyed and singing each other, and, you know, I, I remember being in high school where you'd be on the phone and you hang up. No, you hang up. <laughs> until somebody eventually just either went to sleep on the phone or somebody started snoring, the other one hung up. And if, and if you really had it bad, you would hold on the phone so they woke up so you could... <laughs> So you could still say goodbye, but and and I'm and I'm on uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna make this personal from Glenn, just Glenn's standpoint, because I've I've come to recognize and when I wrote when I wrote my book, uh, uh, Journey to Peace from Codependency, code moving my mountain, I came to realize that that being a, being a man of God didn't exempt. Me from anything you know, being saved, sanctified, filled with, filled with the Spirit didn't uh, prevent me from having codependent behavior. but what it did make me do was recognize because uh, there's not a man of God alive that don't know God is a healer and he's a deliverer and that He'll set you free. But there's also people out here who God has placed in this world to help us when we can't help ourselves. Because, you know, there's been, there's been a many people that come up, in the, come up in the prayer line and, and we lay hands on them. And I, and I know I'm walking a thin line right now because I just said God was a healer and a deliverer and he'll set you free and all that. But but if, but if you come up there and your ache, yeah, I'm going to pray for you because we're going to believe God. But by the same token, you know, it might, it might take a, a trip to the chiropractor uh, or the orthopedic doctor to find out if you got a little disc or something that just slipped. And that's not taking anything away from God. Because they That's got right. their knowledge from somewhere. But but my trust is my, my trust remains in God. But me and this pain gonna go see what the doctor talking about. Uh, you know, and, and you know, I'll 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 throw this little story here that I heard way when I was a young man about there being a, a flood somewhere. And when when before the waters began to rise, the city officials went around trying to evacuate people. And they came to this one man's house, and they said, well, you need to evacuate for the waters are going to come up. He told them to get away from his house because he done prayed to the Lord, and God was going to save him. And, well, they didn't have time to deal with him because there was other people that needed to be evacuated. Well, by the time they came back, the, uh, the water had begun to rise in the house, and they came back in the boat. And they say, well, you know, old man, get in the boat. We're going to take you to safety. Like, I told y'all, I done prayed to the Lord and God's going to save me. So they, they had to leave him again. They came back around in the boat. He up on the roof now, and the water up, up on, the, on the roof, all the way up to the roof. And they pleaded with him to get, get in the boat. I prayed to the Lord, and God going to save me. Get away from here. But the next time they came back, he was up on the, the top of the roof. The water was all the way up under his neck. They came back in a helicopter. He's blowing bubbles, and they're trying to reach out to get him to pull him up in the helicopter. He told y'all. Pray to the Lord, God's going to save me. Well, he drowned. And when he got to heaven, the first thing, say the first question he asked was, Jesus, why you let me drown? Jesus looked at him, I sent two boats and a helicopter. Amen. (laughs) And so uh, we're always looking for the Red Sea moment. We're looking for the clouds to part and the water to part. When, 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 what we, when, when in actuality, in this particular case, we might just need a shot, might need a little prescription, might need a little physical therapy or something. But I, and I, and, uh, there's something you want to add, Pastor Carter.
0: I was going to say, uh, Pastor Glenn and Pastor Smith, God heals, God uses the doctors to manifest healing. One of the things that Pastor Smith always says is that healing is the children's bread, and God will use means and methods for our healing, but we have to accept him. The man did not have to drown, but he drowned because he refused to accept the way God wanted to heal him, not the way he wanted healing, but the way God wanted to heal him. He refused to accept it, therefore he drowned waiting on his healing when God sent it, from the beginning, good analogy, brother Glenn.
2: Amen. But I, but I, but I, I, and I started all that by saying some of the stuff that I that I talked about in the book, which which it it did. It took me being honest with myself, and it still takes the same thing. And I and I don't, I don't, I can't get in no trouble using myself as an uh, example. So ain't nobody gotta worry about whether I'm talking about them. I'm talking about me, and I can do that. every time I might get ready. Uh Codependency was codependency was an amazing thing to have to deal with. Um, it answered some questions that even I didn't have for myself until I recognized that that's what I was dealing with uh, something called a codependent behavior. And I'm and I'm talking about this because I know people look at people from the outside and they point their fingers at them and or where uh, he just ain't no good, or, or she just ain't no good, and you know he ain't he ain't nothing, he ain't gonna never be nothing. Uh, I, I I I knew I knew his ex, and I knew this person they was dealing with, and they told me about him. Well, all they could tell you is what they see, and and uh, but somebody said believe half of what you see and none of what you hear. But um. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dealing with dealing with codependency, codependent behavior. I had a licensed therapist tell me over 30 years ago when I first recognized that that was something that I was dealing with. And I'm saying this so we can stop judging people and thinking we know them because uh, we pass by them every once in a while. Uh, uh, I was at the barber shop and somebody, man, I, I, somebody told me about him, or uh, somebody was under the hair dryer and they was trying to talk about. Uh, hmm, I heard the other day, when well, no, all, all that, you throw all that out the window. Uh, the therapist told me that if you were to put me, uh, I must have been 25, 26 then, I'm 57 now, so whatever that is. She said if you were to put me in a room with 100 women and 99 of them would be independent, self-sufficient, hard-working women. That every time I would gravitate to the one, that, the one who was needed, and and it just said a lot to me about how a mind works, and 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 wasn't intentional, wasn't even aware of it, didn't know I was doing it, but I looked, I looked back over my life, and I'm like, oh my God, and it just that instant made me realize that. And and I, I, I thank Pastor Carter for interjecting that that is everything ain't gonna happen at the altar, and that's that's not a that's not a knock on God because God could God can bless us any way He wanna bless us, He could heal us any way He wanna heal us, He could bring us out any way He wants to bring us out, and 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 and, to, and oh I'm on, I might don't be that long, but oh, but this is keeping 100 out. It's, it's it's no it's no slap in the face. I'm not I'm not I'm not. Rejecting God because I make a doctor's appointment. You know, I'm not. I'm not rejecting God when I go to Walmart and pick up my prescription. You know, I, I'm. God wouldn't have put him here. You know, all things were created by God for His purpose. But uh, I, I, I end up writing the book about of and I thank God for a healing that took place because a part of that kept you from. Feeling the way that you should feel about yourself, A part of that kept you from treating, kept me from treating me the way that I should be treating me. Now I wanted to treat everybody else like that, but then by the same token, I wanted to neglect me. And it, and it wasn't just in personal relationships. It just it wasn't just in marriage. It wasn't just in dating. Because there was a time when I thought every spare minute I had was either supposed to be at the hospital ministering to the sick, on the corner preaching sermons. I mean, everything was for everybody else except Glenn. You know, Mama reminded me of something I put in my book, and I'm going to say this just as an illustration. And it's, and it's sad, but it's true. I was working at an investment firm in the tallest building in New Orleans, office on the first floor, went to work in a, in a suit with a briefcase every day. And I had one pair of socks that I would go home and wash out every night. So with all this going to the hospital and preaching on the corner and 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 and, and, and doing ministry and witnessing and all of that, wouldn't go buy myself a pair of socks. Wow. Lord have mercy.
1: Wow.
2: But I thank God for balance. And and the heal the healing isn't totally complete. And I can't, and this this woman of God, a man of God, that's that passage of scripture where where somebody's eyes were healed. And I, and I think they were asked about their healing and say, I, I see men, but they look like trees, which basically what I'm getting at is the healing is not always instantaneous. <laughs> you know, that, that vision has eventually come in focus, but the healing was there, but it was, it was it was coming into focus, you know. I, I see them right now, but they ain't looking like men right now. They are looking like trees right now. So I learned. The first thing I learned was that Glenn needed to be taken care of. Glenn Bill needed to be cleaned. Glenn needed more than one of socks. <laughs> but one one of the one of the other things uh, that that people deal with, and I'm gonna say people deal with because. When God is my witness, I'm not the only one dealing with codependent, codependent behavior. But if you don't recognize what it is, because, I mean, if, if you don't recognize what it is, we come off as really nice guys. Oh, he'll do anything. Oh, I, you know, but somewhere in there, there's a dysfunction. That means I'm supposed to do more for you than I'm supposed to do for me. Uh, But... The the, the 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 ultimate the ultimate thing was and and I, I just finished a, another book project about a week or so ago so I had to go back and visit some of my notes on codependencies and one of the things that I don't know if I overlooked it or it's been so long ago but that uh codependent people gravitate gravitate toward one-sided relationships uh Somewhere, somewhere in that, it's, it's still a thing that says, I need, to, I need to do everything, or I need to take care of everything. And there's a, there's a problem that arises when you reach that point in your life. and say, well, what's, what's the problem is? Because that behavior is unsustainable. Uh, it, 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 it seems right, but you end up wearing yourself out. You end up running yourself down uh, by simply believing this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm, I'm doing exact, as 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 a good man. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. As a good husband, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. As somebody that was raised right, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. But I don't think things were ever meant to be one sided. Life is a give and take. Everybody's got everybody's got to got to got to play their part and do that role. And I mean, and I had to I had to I had to uh, because when I when I hear other conversations about relationships, uh. And I think men men and women, it would serve them well uh, if women wouldn't try to get all their information about men from other women, and, and, and if men stop trying to get all their information about women from other men, uh, and that we actually get on the same page and go to talk to one another. If you're going to learn about a woman, learn it from a woman. If you're going to learn about a man, learn it from a man. And I'm saying a man, but if you're going to learn about a woman, learn it from the woman who's your woman. Are learning from the man that's your man. That's um, right. Uh, but if we, but if we, if we don't, uh, and it and I find it and it's still not easy. And like I said at the beginning, that keeping it one hundred is fine when you're talking about somebody else. When you when you put somebody else's business in the street. But what what got me to the got me to the point that I was, and I'm gonna interject another little story. There's little stories everywhere in this. But I, I think about uh, uh, a relative that tried to take advantage of me when I was a child. And I lived from a child to an adult because, uh, um, what, two, two years ago, my mom went to her grave not even knowing what happened to her son as a child. And I intended for nobody to know. And it was, And I had a revival coming up. I had scheduled a revival. And for the weeks leading up to that revival, it was as if the Spirit of God kept saying, If you want to help other people, you can't have secrets. And I knew what he was talking about, but I'm like, I ain't even getting ready to go there. You could, you could, God, you could whisper that in my ear from now till I ain't going there. And it's like every day that I woke up, if you want to help people, you can't have secrets. And it was that, and it was that Saturday night at that revival that I finally got delivered over something that had happened as a, as a child. I was 47 years old, and yeah, I was just being able to open up, and the reason I could talk about it now, because I opened up about it then, I would still be carrying that burden around with me everywhere I went and everywhere I go, but it's not a burden anymore, it's a testimony now of how God will bring you out and how, you, how he will keep you. So, but even with that with that being said, when when we find ourselves, there's a lot of, I, I'm no expert, but I do know enough to know there's a lot that goes into a relationship, and there's a lot to go and that goes into a marriage, and you can't peek through somebody's window and dissect what, what might be going on in their home, and their household, and in their marriage. Or you see, you see them pass by in the car and all of a sudden, I know what's going on. I know what's wrong with them. They need me to say, no, you need to. <laughs> that ain't what we need. What we, what we need is what we're doing here today is, is to communicate, to talk. And to seek out the information I, I i found I found out about the codependency behavior. I want to say by accident, because I actually did go so far that I couldn't go no more. Wow. besides going to the hospital, besides having a full- time uh job with an investment firm, uh besides preaching on the corner, I had a a, a live radio broadcast that I did once a week. And I was I was on my way, I was in my car on my way to the radio station to do a live broadcast. I got within blocks of that radio station and I turned around and went back to my house. I could not go no further, no more. And the thing about it, I used to hear people talking about being burnt out. Burnt out, what? That didn't that didn't register with that didn't register with me. What you what you mean burnt out? But that day when I turned that car around and went back to my house. And it was everything I could do from that day forward to get out of my bed and go to work and do my job and get back home so I could get back in that bed. And it was it was I was fortunate enough, I guess I'm still talking about the 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 the, the boats and the helicopter. I was fortunate enough to have a job where they had an EAP line, emergency assistance program line. And I finally picked up the phone and I and I and I called. And and the, the lady on the other end of the phone. Say, well, what, what seems to, to be the problem? I, I have no strength. I have no energy. I have no desire to do nothing. If I want to do it, I, I, I'm not feeling it. And she, asked, and she asked me a question. She said, well, um, what is it that, that you do for pleasure? And I went down my list. I go to the hospital, visit the sick, I go preach on the corner, I go to raised, no, no. She said, No, what do you do for you? And it got about as quiet as it was a second ago. There was nothing that I could tell that lady that I did for me to derive pleasure or to get joy. Everything was tied to somebody else's joy, somebody else's happiness. Somebody else is peace. And there, 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 are, there are people like myself walking around all day long. I don't know why you can't keep no woman or why she can't stay married or what, what's wrong every time you look around. It ain't what you think it is. But it is something. And so, you know, the foundation, I still believe that the foundation of marriage and the foundation of relationship has a lot to do with the word of God. But then it goes beyond that. You know the Bible says, "In all that getting, get an understand. In all that getting, get an understand. In all that getting, an understanding of the Word of God, an understanding of the person who you're wanting to marry, an understanding of the person that you're married to, an understanding of them kids running around in the house, an understanding of finances, an understanding of growing and having goals and dreams, and all that getting." It's and understand And and understand this. There are people who are like mom say suffering in silence. There are people who are hurting and going through things that you'll never imagine because we ignore the information. We just flat out ignore the information. Whatever I'll read, that one that one I can't explain. But we will ignore the information. But I was talking I was talking to the publisher of my book and he's got a book coming out. And just briefly we hit on this and it and it just made sense to me because I could I could see it once he said it, that I could talk to people all day long about setting and achieving goals, which is something we all should do. It's it's the reason it's the reason successful people are successful, it's the reason rich people are rich, it's the reason champions are champions, they have goals. But only three percent three percent of the population have goals. So I can go around sharing that we need to have goals, and, and, and I'm only get 3% of the people
1: to embrace
2: that. But what I found out happens oftentimes is that people who say, first, people that don't have goals are the people who are not embracing good information. The information might be that you need to be born again, it, you know, because uh, as, as, as men and women of God, we we put Jesus out there to people as a savior for them to accept or reject. When I'm when I'm speaking about goals and achieving them, I put it out there for people to accept or reject. You know, at the end of the, at the, end of the day, that thing that final decision remains with them. But but the trait that that I've noticed in people and the publisher brought to my attention that although they may not embrace Setting and achieving goals. Um, although they may not embrace that you must be born again and accept Christ as your personal Savior. They must be seeing whatever place they in. Where, where everybody wasn't raised like you raised it. You know, you don't just get, get that overnight. Instead of, instead of embracing the new information and, and beginning to move on to a new level or to go higher in Christ or higher in business. I'll just defend where I'm at. <laughs> I'm not accepting anything new. So there's there's all you know when you know I we knew talking about relationships was a can of worms anyway. Uh, but the information's out there. Uh, there's help out there. Uh, there's a voice of reason out there. There's there's understanding out there. But this is the the big thing is, there's a God out here that loves us and that cares, and you know we could we could plant our flag in the ground and and this is me and this is who I am and you just gonna have to accept me and 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 go through all of them changes and you know. And I'm in that peculiar position where I go through it in the ministry. I go through it in motivational speaking. I'm just trying to help. Well, I don't want your help right now. I'm fine. I'm doing okay. I'm just trying to help. But sometimes, sometimes, I'm the one that needs the help. I know we we thank God for how how our members and how people view us as men and women of God. We appreciate the respect you give us, and the esteem that you hold us in. But can I emphatically tell you that sometimes we get tired?
1: Amen. Can, Amen.
2: can I tell you sometimes our burdens get heavy? Uh, uh, can I go a little further? Can I tell you sometimes we have trouble up in our house? Uh, can I tell you sometimes our kids don't act right? Uh, can I tell you we get overdue notices on our bills sometimes? You know? Amen. All right, I'm, I, I'm, I'm gonna take my little break again, see if anybody else got some some input, cause I've been going on and on and on and on and on and on, but you know, this, this
0: stuff. And let me say, Brother Glenn, while you're taking your break.
1: <laughs> Go ahead, sir.
0: Jesus was God in the flesh. He was master, he was ruler, he was king. But what he was getting ready to endure at the cross, he said, Lord, I need your help right now. And he needed ministering to himself. He said, Father, take this cup from me, but nevertheless not my will be done. He needed God's help to get him the rest of the way and that many times we as leaders we're going through and we need the hand of God we need prayer, we need strength, we need prayer for our family, our home our marriages, our jobs, our finances, just like we're praying for the people. We need an intervention from God ourselves on many occasions. We need an intervention from God, and we need the hand of God to intervene on our behalf, and it is so true. And another point, um, you talked about how sometimes that that, that, uh, in relationships, we can be so stubborn, we can be so bullheaded, we don't wanna compromise, we don't wanna give um, uh, any uh, credence to, but we have to have compromise. Uh, We all have idiosyncrasies um, set up in our mind of how things ought to be and this is the way it has to be and this is the way it got to be. But when it comes to relationships, when it comes to marriage, we must be willing to compromise and come to a common ground with one another as we are building our relationship. Um, uh, and a lot of times you are so right, we don't want to compromise. We're, we're so stubborn. We're so bullheaded. We, we want our way or the highway. But that, has, that is not the true essence of a godly marriage and a marriage that you want to build that will bring glory to his name. A marriage that's gonna bring glory to his name is a marriage full of compromise. It's a marriage of bending and flexing and and, and 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 being able to work things out, work things out. Marriage is about, I think you talked about so much. I mean, so much man of God tonight, amen, uh, this afternoon. Um, uh, it's all about that compromise. It's all about that giving and taking and that that commitment. One of the things I preached on this morning was the faithfulness of God and how God is faithful to us no matter what. And that's how we have to be to our spouses. We have to love them and and, and, and two, two people that love God and love his his appearing. They're faithful unto their relationship as they are faithful to God. So much. And thank you for sharing um um the word on today.
1: Amen. God bless you. Great,
0: God. Uh, <laughs> Bless you, Pastor Smith, woman of God. I miss you so much. But anyway, go ahead.
1: Love you.
0: Love you, <laughs> Love
1: you
2: I mean, there's, there's no way that we're going to, we're having a discussion. We're not trying to solve the world issues. But if we're not talking, we really, if you're not talking, if you're not communicating, you're really at a standstill. Uh, There's no, there's no, there's no movement there when there's no uh when there's no communication yeah uh, so at at, at least at, the least that we've got to do is uh to begin to communicate and begin to begin to talk and uh, I like you say there there's to uh, find what to find what's been known as as uh, common ground uh I've heard somewhere in my in my travels or whatever, uh, that the worst thing that you could do is paint somebody to a corner. If mm-hmm. say wars have been started because someone someone was painting into a corner and the only way they had to come out was to come out fighting. That you've always you've got to be able to give so I think I guess basically what that's boiling down to is somebody always always has to have some space to to move. There needs to be some because if you, you know, uh, you know, as, as as gentle and mild as a uh, animal as a cat, they be pull around and put one in a corner if you want to, and don't give them no way out. Uh, but to come out over you, uh, then you just about to get scratched up. So, but even like say with with leaders of country, with with leaders of business, with leaders of power, you know, nobody could be painted into a corner and left no other option except but to come out uh, fight. Uh,
1: so, again, uh, Pep Smith, you have any input? Yes, I have a lot of input.
3: But I'm just enjoying this, uh, maybe mm-hmm. 100. And, you know, my mind always goes to relationship, family. And you'll also, you know, we give information. Uh, and some people will hear this information and receive information. But there are some that go over here and won't receive. you know, it's just like the plan of salvation. Exactly. Some people gonna receive that and there are others that's not gonna receive it, you know. But we've got to go go on and keep on talking about this and keep on discuss, discussing this because there are others come along gonna be glad to receive this yes. and and apply it to their lives, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Because this doesn't ever get old, you know. Right. It's just like a new thing. So, we got to continue to praying and doing what we do in order to help somebody, you know. And then I always I to go back to the Word of God. It said there, there's the will of God that none should perish, that all will come to repentance, you know. The same way with the, with relationship and as we begin to teach this and try to build someone up, you know, you know because there's someone, on there to accept this and, and apply, apply it and begin to live a better life. Amen. So It's it wonderful. And I'm just so happy about this because God has spoken to me years ago about a round and round the table discussion. And I, I, I had never done it, you know. And I thank the Lord for, for Pastor Keller coming along. My God has touched his heart mm-hmm. to be able to bring this, this to a just bring it to the forefront. Mm-hmm. So I thank God for this because it's really, it's beautiful, mm-hmm. it's needed, and I tell you. And I just pray that everybody will hear this, receive it, and apply this, and begin to live a more productive life. Because Jesus said, I come to you, might have life, you might have more abundant. He wants us to be happy in our homes. He wants us to be free, you know. And that's just the way it is, praise the Lord.
1: Amen, and because
3: amen. home is is what a heart is. You know, it should be, you know. When, when there's no place like home. Home should be a place that when I when I get there I can my shoes off. I can take my wig off if I got one on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can lay back and relax on All Right. now I'm at home. No place like home. So I tell you, God bless our home. Let there be a place where God dwells, the spirit of God dwells. Let there be unity in our home. Let there be strength in our home. When I began to talk about home and a relationship, I just can't be quiet. And sometimes my husband said, okay, that's enough. I just can't stop talking. Praise God. And, And I know how important home is. I know how important family is. I tell you when there's unity there is strength. And the word of God said, the family that prays together stays together. Make sure you're praying, you know, not just talking. <laughs> okay, now, I'm just glad about it. I'm happy today in the name yes, of Jesus.
1: Yes. <laughs> and I just, I just pray to God for
3: everything. I love you, Pastor Carter. And I love everybody. So let's make it. Yeah. Amen. Like that song says, you know, you've been make it after you try. We got Amen. A-
2: win. Oh, yeah. at that
1: point. And everybody looking for no more liability. Well, Deacon Smith?
0: I'm,
1: yeah, in, well, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like say Smith said, we got, <laughs> we
2: got to hear it yeah, and apply Got
1: gotcha.
2: to. Yeah. You know, I think it was last week or last time we had empowerment uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. I say it's, it's so important that uh, you know, it seemed like a minor thing about knowing how to uh, apply it, but I think I I, I told a little story. Said uh, it was it was just like if if, if Mama came to me and said uh, I got this I got this bad cough, and I said, well, I know a really good cough syrup, and I go run up there to the drugstore and I get the cough sir, and I bring it back to her. And she take it home, and I and I call her and I say, well, how that cough doing? I don't know. I I, I didn't use that cough syrup, and it still
1: well, coughs.
2: I said, "Did you use?" She said, "Yeah, I rubbed it all on my throat, <laughs> 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 but, but I still coughed.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Well, it, it wasn't a cough, sir. If it wasn't applied right." <laughs> uh-huh. And so, it, and, it's, and, and 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 at the end of this, the word of God is still our roadmap. Yes, and it and, and it boils down to how how we choose to apply it. Uh, you know, I've i I've, I've, I've heard instances where, uh, you know, some of the stuff i listened to where where uh, somebody go to church and they hear a message and it's like, you sure preach today. I wish my husband was here to hear that. He really needed to hear that. That would have been what, exactly what he needed to hear. Uh-huh. Well, just maybe if he was the one at
1: church, <laughs> he have been
2: saying she sure needed to be here because so she sure needed to hear that. Uh-huh.
1: But it, but uh, I guess that
2: Pastor Carter, the, you know, the, the issue became compromised. Where where at in the middle? You know, where where is the common ground? Uh, where where can there be a meeting of the minds? Uh, even when it comes to this. So uh, when God put the first man and woman here, He intended for them to love one another, go forth and multiply, replenish the earth. And I would imagine that was the intention that he had moving forward. And I say everything that I know about relationships that are biblical, that are biblical deal with husbands and wives. I, I can't point to one instance with boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh, but it's about, uh, somebody said it's about being the right person, more so than finding the right person. Uh, but there there are those that are, are working and everybody, well, see, <laughs> I'm sure there are those that are working and that everybody's fine. But the, the, the challenge is, and it shouldn't be a challenge, because maybe for men and women of God, you're in a position where you are concerned about the homes and the welfare of those that are part of your flock or those that you come in contact with. But for the individuals themselves, you know, the one that they have to be worried about is the one that they're in. Because uh, there are those who, who smile when they want to cry. Uh, we were talking about abuse at the beginning of this. And for some of the people that are going through the worst abuse, you'll never know it. Uh, they put makeup on black eyes and, and, and stay away from people when, when, until stuff heals. And when you do see them at church, you think they wasn't a more loving couple in the world. And just living in 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 total uh total misery and total
1: despair, So anything that
3: you would like to check uh, Sister Kelly? and then i uh, i I would just like to say too, and you know like you say when the when they have a the wedding they get married, they have their goo goo eyes
1: and they just oh,
3: so much in love and all that you know. And you know, we realize we don't always say exactly like that, but we need some of that to take us in in all into the other area a life. See, because we know um, okay. that we know hard times gonna come and there sickness and health and all that, you know. Uh same thing gonna come. But we need a that some of that love and whatever, closeness, closeness to take us to stay with us. See what I'm saying? Because uh, it might not be exactly like it was at the beginning, but we need something. We need something to build on. Amen. Since I'm
1: sitting
2: up in the sanctuary, and, and yeah. folk call me pastor right here. I probably ought to be quoting Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, but I'm going to quote oh, Luther good. for a minute. He said, Sometimes love is wonderful, and sometimes yeah. it's just
3: love.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but love
3: is love if it's real love, you know. And uh, we need some of that to help carry us through, you know, although we, you know, we people of God, and the Holy Ghost light us, but we still human beings. We have, we have still have certain need, You know, we want to be loved. I don't want to get too deep, here, but it it is making one hundred. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So
1: anyway, we need,
3: uh, we need that, that love. We need something to build on and something help to help keep us together. Well, though, although we have the understanding, we have the wisdom, we have the knowledge, but we still need that. That. Also, also, you know what I'm saying. Right. We, we need, need that unity. Because so when there's unity, the word of God's strength. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we need that to help to help people together, help people going. You know. Right. Although we we need God, we got God. But if we're gonna be with that with that woman, uh, that husband, that wife, we need that too. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. So we can we can enjoy each other. <laughs> And uh, and uh, when you go back to the Bible, like you Adam and Eve, how how God began to you know place them in, in the God, you know, and said that this two shall be one flesh. You right. know, one is one; can nothing else come in? It's right. one, you know. And then I heard uh, somebody began to say that when God uh, placed Adam in the God, see, because he he had unity with God, you know, he had come he began commune with God, the man. See, the man was the, that's what the man is to hear. The man was in the beginning, you know, right. and he had communion with God and how how he met God in the cool of of the of the evening. Right. And although Eve wasn't there, okay. Yeah, and then uh, I mean, maybe I'm going somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even, even even with even, even even there, you know, and then later on in life. You know, it seems like everything else line up with the word of God. You know, except except man. And you know? so anyway, except, uh-huh. man, except man, and and then uh, and I'm trying I'm trying to get to some right. You know, and then man being ahead, and and something began to get out of place. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And 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 instead of man and communing communing with God. And in the right place in the right time. Okay. Now there, there, there is woman, and uh, you know something got out of her place, and there woman coming along, and seems like man not communing with God like he should, and there the woman began to pick up the baton and begin trying to run with it. You know what are I'm saying? You, are you trying to say order
2: that thing got out of order? Oh, okay, order, 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 order. <laughs> yeah. and,
3: and then the woman, the woman began to pick it up. And she began to kind of run with it and began to tell the man, come on. And began to tell the man, come on, we need to get back in the presence of the Lord. Instead of, you know, man really leading lead the true way. You know, standing in uh, communion, communion with God, and, you know, and what, and what God our God ordained. That's what I'm trying to say. But it looked like something, uh, it began to kind of get out of order there. And the woman began to... You know, began to commune with God more. That's what it seems. I'm not saying it is actual fact. That's what it seems like. And they're gonna tell him, "Man, come on, we got to, you know, get closer to God, or closer walk, commune with God the more." You know, not not trying to take over. Well, it, I mean, it. it, it, it fits. <laughs> I guess this is the one part
2: that we actually didn't get into.
1: Okay.
2: Because. Okay, it sounded like you was talking about things getting out of order.
3: Okay, yeah. But, but it, it wasn't the Lord, the way of the Lord it was in order. Well,
2: God, God recognized a couple of things in the beginning. Mm-hmm. One of them was that man should not live alone, so I would make for him a help me.
1: That's right.
2: Now, the help me is a role, is a position, is whatever. ain't going to offend nobody, but you can't go and not offend nobody. So, mm-hmm. but when the help me wants to Push him on the side, and instead of helping him be who he should be and helping him hold his rightful place, and instead of making sure he sustains his place as the "Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I'm going to just take an air on because he ain't doing it. Yeah, no, He ain't
1: having
2: it the way I think it ought to be done. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just push him out the way and I'm going to do this thing myself. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no,
1: no, no. no.
3: <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's Can't see that. And that that is not that is not what I'm what I'm trying to say. No, no,
1: God, yeah, I took it away. But go mm. ahead.
3: <laughs> Yeah, although although uh, Eve the one uh, ate the you know ate the forbidden fruit, brought the forbidden fruit to Adam. See what I'm saying? Right. So, although that was that was a show that she was uh tricked into. You know. Right. So anyway, so uh, and then I.
0: I am not be saying it exactly right, though. Well, Pastor Smith, Pastor Smith, can I help you? Can I help uh, you in I understand what you're saying? What you're saying is is that many women have men that if they don't leave, they'll die spiritually because he refused to pray, he refused to read the word, he refused to leave the family and go in the church. He sits on the couch on Sunday while the wife is getting up, taking the, getting the kids ready, sitting on the church. Then they come back home, and the wife got to cook, she got to clean up, and he's still sitting on the couch. He refused to leave. So, therefore, she has to leave because she does not, at the point that uh, – uh, uh, at some point, she said, "I don't want to spiritually die waiting on you to lead." And I think that's what you're saying is, is that many times you've had, not you, but people or women have had to leave until that man could get in place. I want you to get in place. I want the woman wants you to lead. Most of the time, when a man, any good woman that's got any kind of good sense. When a man wants to leave, she'll fall in line. But I'm not gonna sit over here and die while I'm waiting on you to leave. Is that what you're trying to say? And there's still, there's
2: still, that still need to be done while you're sitting on the sofa. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, ma'am. Yes. And then, I mean, we are, we are living in a time where, where women have better jobs, where women are making more money, uh, which which can sometimes be an issue because that don't, that don't change the roles. Because that's right. Making more money, or whatever. But but then again, you know, if if you got a, a rascal that's sitting there, and won't work. And it's your check that that, uh, you know, the reason he's so clean because you buy his clothes. The reason the, the reason the light's still on because you're paying the bills. I mean, I, I I could see where that would make them want to push up against. Man, move. You know. Okay, hand, make a decision up in here. Okay, you know. Okay, head, hold some. Philadelphia, in here. you
0: know, I was I was meant I was meant
3: to help you, not carry you. True, yeah. Oh, did that go too far, Pastor Carl? No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> That's, true. That's good. That's And and and, so got to thank you for your know, your input and throwing the lifeline you know, were I got tangled up right there. But what I was saying, you know, although you're know, man, you know, man is the head, and man will take that rightful place continue to come in with God, stay in the will of God, lead, and lead the way. You know, you know. That's you know, right. Know. And, 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 you know,
2: you. Y'all, they say it's not always what you do, is how you do it. Uh, you know, every man ain't the kind of man we're talking about. But everybody still deserves a degree of respect.
1: That's true. So yeah. this thing... This
2: you know he might not have the responsibility of being somebody that can sit there and, and write all the checks and pay all the bills uh and he may he may need some help, but there's 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 a there's a difference in and in, in helping and being that support and saying look you you just stupid, get out of my way, I'll take care of you right so but you know but we can't say that that don't happen uh you know as 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 being the man or being the head uh that's that's the that's the roles that were given. That was the, the roles that God expected us to live out. Uh and and so and, and it and it all goes back to everything that we've been talking about. The, mm-hmm. the giving help helping where you need the help. That's true
3: that you uh,
2: need
1: yeah.
2: You know uh you know we've got all kind of households in this society and community uh communities that we live in. You know, I'm sure there's houses where
1: it's the wife that go out there and cut the Uh, grass. You know, that's right. Yeah. But but at the end of the day, at the end of the day,
2: it's that ability to come together and work together while maintaining the order.
3: That's right. Yeah. That's so true. You know.
1: Uh, And
3: then in the meantime, you know, we. And so how can two walk together except they agree. And we just got to get uh, begin to agree and try and begin to walk together and begin to love each other, you know what I'm saying? Right. And and, and, live, and live for the Lord and go forth as, as an, an example. Because we're we're we'll we, are, we, are, we, are, we are shine as light in a dog world, You know. We just, we just don't live until ourselves, you know what I'm saying? That's why right. the Lord said, Let your light will shine in men and see your good works and glorify your father which are in heaven. So we are we are setting an example, you
2: know. You know, my 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 default mechanism always seems to be the information. And and and, and that's and that's a that's a place the, the the you know, knowledge is power and there's information out there regarding any and everything that you want to discuss. I was, I call myself being funny one day and I asked Siri, how old was dirt? And they actually had a date for when they thought the first soil was on this earth. And I just say that to say that the, the the information that we need to lead and to, to guide us is out there. If we would just pursue it, because a lot of, um, I guess this is going to fit, but um, you know, little girls grow up, playing house, reading love novels, playing with baby dolls All of these things are preparing them for the day when they're going to be somebody white. They're having little tea parties. Men don't get that. Um, they say matter of fact, the way I heard it said, you got a little boy playing house. That's okay, maybe we need to talk. But by the same token, we don't want our little boys playing house but you want us to then grow up and be something that we wasn't allowed to 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 play, which we probably we shouldn't have been allowed to play. It. But we are still expected to be able to be the head of a house someday. And 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 matter of fact, the, the conversation went a little further when you had, you know the women was in their room reading the books, watching the soap operas, crying, and and, and they got and, and to a large degree. That became their picture of what life would be for them one day. And, and so they end up being frustrated because I done read all these books, I done watched all these movies, I done saw all these soap operas, I done played with all these dolls, and here I am, I still can't find the man that I imagined. And when it boils down to it, it's probably because the man that they imagined don't even exist. He was part of the books, part of the movies, part of this, part of that. He's not even real. That's why you can't find him. <laughs> but but, <laughs> uh, but but then at the at the at the end at the end of the day, God never God didn't intend for man to be the woman for man to be the man that woman imagined or vice versa. God intended for us to be the men that He imagined. <laughs>
3: he that's, that's right, right, right about that. But uh, like you follow by example, well, exactly. you know, yeah. And I, you talk about the girls, you know, play little house and this and that and the does and, and all like that. So, b boys, need and need examples, you know, to be able to follow by examples, you know. You
2: know what I'm saying? Well, and really not. Well, everybody needs examples because you, you, yeah. you got you got you got. uh you got grandmas now that's in their 30s. Uh, cool, you man. know, home ain't what home used to be at one time when 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 most of what happened in the home was an example. Everybody's going their own direction, and, and nobody's being the light. Nobody's being the example. Nobody's blazing the trail, and everybody's doing what they want to do, and everything is ending up in a pile of mess. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> not everybody, but I'm
2: a joy.
3: Right. <laughs> but. Instead of uh, like you say you follow, you follow by, by example though. And then you know, like uh, young men, young young women
2: need somebody to need an example to to follow by. You know, you know what I'm saying? You know, the, the time when the time when uh one of the mothers would grab a young sister, a young lady and say, Baby, let, let me tell you how this goes. And you know, and and, and you and you've got you've got men now. That are expected to be fathers when they never saw a father in the house. That's what I'm saying. You know, they 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 might have seen a different man every month, every week, but now, but but now you're expecting them to now be the stalwart head of the house and know what to do and hold out the responsibility. And they never saw that a day in their life. They don't, they don't
3: know what to do. And uh, and and, and, and how you feel there?
0: Yes, ma'am. And and I remember so many
3: times you said you're followed by example. You know what I'm saying. Yes,
0: ma'am.
3: ...how you teaching, you know what I'm saying? It's good teaching, and you say you're followed by example. People need uh, some someone to set examples, you know, in order to, to follow. They, what they need. I'm not saying and, everybody has that, but everybody needs Everybody that. needs yeah. yeah, and the young ladies, you know, they need uh, examples to follow by, you know?
1: Right.
3: Then, That's true. Uh, sure need that, too
2: example,
1: good example, to follow back. And
2: that's why it's so important to be be judgmental. You know, so so many of our young men are in jail now and a lot of what, you know, of course, for different things, but, you know, there's been a lot of drug offenses and drug dealers, but if all they saw, you know, if they didn't see somebody get up and go punch a clock, if all they saw was drug dealing, then what can you expect? And and, and, and don't get me wrong, because I've also heard a story about two brothers that grew up in the same house. One was an alcoholic and one never touched a drink. And when they interviewed him, uh, they asked the one, say, well, why, why are you an alcoholic? He said, because that's all I seen my daddy do growing up was drink and get drunk. And, and when I grew up, I started drinking and that's how I became an alcoholic. So they went to the other son and say, well, why is it you don't touch a drink? I grew up in a house and that's all my daddy did was Drink and get drunk, and I swore that I would never do it. Grew up in the same house, watching the same thing, but they both took different things away from it. So, and and this, I want to say this lies our dilemma, especially as the church, because there was a time when the church was actually the pillar of the community. If a baby was born or if somebody went to jail, I don't care what happened in the house. The pastor probably got called before the police and the fire department. To, to let them know what was going on at the house. And and he was there. He was up there when the baby got born. He was, he was there at the bail bomb when he was trying to get the baby out of jail. The, the the church was absolutely the pillar of the community. And this may spawn a whole other conversation, but are we still that pillar in the community? Can people still rely and depend on us? Is the, is the church still there the way the church was once there? I mean, we're not going to answer all that today, of course, but it's, it's something to think about. Uh, because the, 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 the city officials and the governors and the mayors and the president, they can't do it all. We are the front line.
0: And, and Brother Glenn, can I say something that you mentioned about um, young men seeing their fathers, and that's what they did? And this, this is what's happening in the generation that is before us, even with our sisters that are getting married. They did not have a father. I mentioned this morning, I said, brothers, y'all need to stop telling your wives to talk to the bill collector and hammer the business of bills. I said, because you're setting a precedent. But a lot of sisters, they they was, they raised in a house where a man, he didn't talk to the bill collector. The wife always made sure that there was food in the house while he was a couch potato. And, and that's all they saw. And they saw a weak man. And if they get connected to a strong man, a man that's going to be the head of the house, it creates a problem because this is what they were raised with. This is what they saw. They saw their mothers. And, and it was no harm because, again, when a man does not do his responsibility, that woman not going to let her children starve. She going to step in and do what she needs to do. And so what happens is they see that, and they don't know how to articulate, uh, i gotta, I got to now submit to authority of a man when I've never really saw a man lead, and so therefore I, my mama led, so I'm going to lead. And all these things that we're talking about, which is so wonderful. Thank you, Pastor Smith, for having this line on today. I mean, just absolutely um, uh, uh, wonderful because it brings it. It, it just it, it's so enlightening to me, even being on this line and hearing this uh, talk um, and this discussion. Thank you so much.
2: You know, we 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 have got to be willing to discuss this the way it is: the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, you know this this ain't the fairy tale. It's not Alice in Wonderland. You know homes are suffering and being torn apart. Uh, there's there's turmoil. There's there's depression. There's anxiety. There's all these things, and we need to and we need to be able to confront these things head on, uh, by by openly talking about it, discussing it, and getting input. You know, finding out how different different people feel, and and gaining a consensus. And and more time than not, the, consen- the consensus is probably going to be found in the word of God, but nobody, nobody's guiltless. Nobody is in a position to point fingers. Uh, you know, we all, we all in this thing together, trying to help one another to raise up and and, and function and, and be on another level. Amen. Amen.
1: <laughs> well, we, we, we thank God once again, this
2: is, this is what we do on first Sunday. God kinda allowed us, you know, we're not setting a a standard for no other church. This is just how God led mm-hmm. or make a deliverance. Mm-hmm. That on first Sunday that we come together and, and we're not here to preach to anybody. We're here to talk, not to you but with you. You know, a sermon is a tool for a specific purpose. It lets me get up there and say what I gotta say. And as far as you can say is, Amen, that's all right, go ahead preach. But today allows us to go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it not only allows me to get my point across, but it allows uh, those of you to get your points across as well. And then when we put our points together, then we could come out with something that works. And now we have our worship service on on second Sunday and third Sunday where we come and and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then on fourth Sunday, we come back, and that's our Empowerment Sunday where we discuss practical issues that will help people be doing hell and I say one of these, one of these, one of these uh, keep it 100 Sundays. I said I almost opened a can of worms at one point there, Pastor Carter, because I was uh, I didn't go in any depth about it, but I did post a, a post one night on Facebook that almost started a firestorm. Because I said there there are no uh, spiritual solutions for practical problems, and I don't say that because I recognize you could pray about anything, but if I could if I was hungry, you could pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. Until you fix me a sandwich or something, <laughs> you know. Uh, so that that you know we have we have practical and physical needs that aren't going to be met by a, a spiritual solution. But that's not to say to to, to not pray about them because God would create that that practical solution. But uh, when when you was talking earlier, I was talking about when when God created man or when God created woman. Yeah, he had the garden, he named all the animals, the trees, the birds and all that. But it was what it was it was it was at least one need God wasn't gonna meet. So he created one man. So uh God is good. We thank him, we bless him. Thank you, uh thank you, senior pastor, for allowing us to have this platform. Uh, we pray God that it would continue to be uh a blessing, you know, there's one side of what we do, that our prayer is that men, women, boys, and girls would come to the uh, cross and be saved. And then there's another side of what we do that will prayerfully and hopefully open up the eyes of men, women, boys, and girls, that they may be better men, women, boys, and girls, that, that the everyday functions of life, yeah, when we, when we talk about being born again, yeah, that being saved and being born again is a process. But on the other side of life, it also helps to know how to handle a checkbook, how to have a budget, how to how to how to uh set some goals, uh, you know, the parameters or whatever that need to be set in a home. So, you know, we're 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 spiritual beings in a physical world. I think that's how they say it. Did I say that right? So. <laughs> so uh so Pastor Carter, if you don't mind, would you like to close us out in prayer, or that if that's okay, uh senior pastor
1: TN?
3: Pastor Carl,
0: you still there? Yes, ma'am.
3: We just wanna thank you for I tell you your input and I tell you such a great blessing. I just wanna say thank you. And and thank you for teaching me a little something <laughs> as the year went by.
0: <laughs> well pa- Pastor Smith, I have been praying. We we pray, I don't know whether Brother Smith tell you. We pray for you and your ministry and Um, Brother Smith and you and Glenn and Jen, as the leaders of that ministry, we pray on the prayer line for you at night because I am believing God for something supernatural. Something's yes. gonna break. I believe that God's gonna bless you all with a facility and a community. And I just I'm just I'm just believing God and I'm standing on the promises of God for you all that that something great is gonna happen and and you're going to stand back one day and look and say, Come see what the Lord has done. And I I'm just believing God for that. Yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. And we've been praying for y'all. On the prayer line that we're on every night, because I'm just, I just, I'm just, my, I, I just believe God for something supernatural, a supernatural blessing taking place as the leaders of that ministry continue to come together and grow. God's going to send people from the north, the south, the east, and the west to bless that house and to bless you all as the people of God. And and I am believing God, believe it or not. And and um um one day I went to. Uh, a while back to dinner with Glenn and um, we were talking I don't know whether he told you but we were even talking and there was a man in there and then I said man y'all still got this church and matter of fact he told me to come see him because he could maybe help y'all get in that building I haven't been yet but I'm believing God that God's going to give you all a place of worship where y'all can just have services and mm-hmm. Bible studies and, and whatever right, fellowship yeah. you all want to have for the glory of God. Father in the name of Jesus. Lord we thank you for this time of fellowship and communion with our brothers and our sisters lord i thank you for this great woman of god who you have anointed all of your presence is upon her oh god and i pray god that her heart be filled with the promises of god with the manifestation of everything you told her God, even as I heard in her heart to say a long time ago she had this vision, and now the years have come that it has come to pass. And, God, I glorify your name for it, Father, because you answer our prayer in time. And, Lord, continue to bless this house, continue to bless this work, continue to bless Pastor Smith and Brother Smith, continue to bless Jen and Glenn, Lord, and continue to bless men and women that will be coming from the north, the south, the east, in the West that will hear the word and connect with that body. And we thank you and we love you today. In Jesus Christ's name, thank God. Amen. God
1: bless you, Pastor Carter. We
2: love you. And to we love you took too. Time out to, uh, to join us on Facebook. Uh, I've been on this side of the camera, so I mean, I wasn't able to, 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 to shout out and say hello, but we thank you for your presence. We hope that you gained something from being a part of the, the, uh, the, the video or whatever. Please feel free to, to to join us any one of the Sundays for Keep It 100 Sunday for the Sunday when Pastor Smith shares the word, when I share the word, and then on 4th Sunday for Empowerment Sunday. But thank you for your presence today. Love each and every one of you with the love of God and pray that you would all be blessed. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Pastor
1: Kelly.
2: Great job. All right, Pastor Carter. Thank you so
1: much, sir. So then, I'm gonna say something. You
2: just, you just like James Brown. You, so you're a one man show. <laughs> what? did you say? What did you say? You're a one man show. You better right?
1: say it. You better. Thank you. You better say it. Thank okay. you God, it's like, what, yeah, It's just better. It's oh, God, it's hard to make your head with things Oh, if you get happy. Because you, know, you never know what, what's in a person. So right. it's, it's a side huh?
3: okay.
1: <laughs> no, It's a all tired Huh? Well, No, it's just I did mean, you know, like put ship around yeah,